This is 89.1 WEMU, and I'd like to welcome you to the first issues of the Environment segment of 2024. I'm David Fair, and today we're going to look at some of the progress that's being made when it comes to childhood lead exposure and cover some of the work that remains to be done. Toward the end of 2023, Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed into law a couple of measures that are expected to make a difference when it comes to lead exposure. Our guest today advocated for passage of these laws. Mary Sue Schottenfels is a staff member with Wayne State University's Detroit Lead Parent Advocacy Group and works as a lead policy consultant with the Ann Arbor-based Ecology Center. Thank you so much for making time for us, and Happy New Year to you. Thanks, David. I'm really glad to be here and talk about this important issue. Well, we all became acutely aware of the dangers of lead exposure with the Flint water crisis, and we've certainly been aware of the dangers of lead paint for a half century or more, but I was never tested for lead exposure when I was a kid or at any point in my life. Were you? No, I certainly wasn't. When we were growing up, lead was not on the radar in any way, shape, or form like it uh, needs to be and is now. Well, one of the new laws that Governor Whitmer signed at the end of 2023 will require that all children be tested between the ages of 12 and 24 months, and again when they're between the ages of 2 and 3. Now, there is allowance for parental opt-out in this measure, but up until now, it was only children on Medicaid who were being tested, and here in Washtenaw County, that amounts to just 11%. Is it fair to say we've been under-tested to this point and don't really know the ramifications of lead exposure? Yes, absolutely. Even all the children on Medicaid are not reliably tested, but certainly people in the general population are not even aware that lead could be an issue for their children, and this measure will allow us to get a true picture of the concern of lead, but also, more importantly, individual families will know if their children's lead status, and believe it or not, It is not just an inner-city problem. It's a problem in pockets all over the state, and individual children can be poisoned any number of ways. Well, most lead exposure for children does come through those lead-based paints that were used in homes that were built before 1980. In Washtenaw County alone, about 60% of all homes were built before 1980. So should we take that to mean that we are dealing with a number of health issues in the community that may not have been properly identified because of insufficient testing and awareness? Yes, absolutely. Um, People that live in old homes, homes built before 78 or 80, Uh, need to be aware that their children could be lead poisoned from their homes. Uh, Lead poisoning comes from old paint that disintegrates into lead dust. And if you can picture a child of age one, two, three, four, uh, crawling on the floor, touching everything, putting their hands in their mouths, and there are a number of exposure routes in a house that make it uh, dangerous for children, especially if they're living in an older home. So we really need to use this law and get the word out that lead is a serious toxic danger, and this law will help us urge people to get their children tested. Issues of the Environment continues on 89.1 WEMU. Today we're talking with Mary Sue Schottenfels. She is a staff member with Wayne State University's Detroit Lead Parent Advocacy Group. Now, Governor Whitmer also signed into law a filter-first legislation. This more specifically addresses some of the issues we've seen around the state and here in Washtenaw County with lead-contaminated water. It's going to require installation of lead water filters in all schools and daycare centers. Are the majority of schools without such filters right now in Michigan? Oh, absolutely. It's kind of an untold issue that lead can be in water, although I will say in Michigan all the studies show that more lead uh, comes from house paint and uh, lead dust. 
But yes, it's a real uh, bonus that children in Michigan schools soon will have filtered water in every school. It'll be a mandate, and I'm happy to say the state allocated $50 million toward installing these filters in every school. Uh, just recently in East Lansing, they serendipitously found lead in some of the water in uh, one of their schools. So it can be a lurking problem. Uh, that law and the other law for universal testing, as we've been discussing, are in process of uh, rulemaking with the state of Michigan and soon within, I'd say, the next six months, these will be on the street. So we're very excited that, that those are coming to fruition in the next six months. Well, when will you talk about lead filters uh, that will be required at daycare centers? Does it include home daycare centers that may not only be unfiltered but may have those lead-based paints we've been talking about? There's a lot of effort around uh, daycare centers these days to try to get into those centers, small or large or home-based, to make sure that they're safe, both in terms of lead paint, which is our number one issue, and lead in water. The smaller uh, home-based daycare centers aren't necessarily registered with the state. Nonetheless, we're doing a great deal of outreach to those centers, too, because lots of kids spend much more time there or as much time as they do in their homes. So while that won't be a mandate, it will still be very important, and it will be one of our issues we spend some serious time on. And Mary Sue, I want to talk a little bit about the environmental justice component of these bills. A fact of the matter, lead-related health issues uh, do tend to affect low-income areas and communities of color more adversely. Will schools and daycares in those areas receive priority funding? They won't receive priority funding for uh, filters, but yes, uh, the state of Michigan and uh, the federal government have a lot of grant programs, and of course we focus those grant programs on the areas with the highest level of lead. Um, I will say that the state's level of lead for children is, is about 2 to 3 percent in terms of incidence of lead poisoning, but in Detroit and other urban centers, it's 10 percent. Yeah. So the money goes where the need is, and certainly uh, in old cities, especially with rental housing, and I'd like to just comment that part of the solution here is getting landlords to do their part in terms of fixing up their houses. So it's a paint issue, it's an urban issue, but we found plenty of lead poisoning in old farmhouses and rural issues. And as I said earlier, there are many sources of lead, including lead in dirt and soil and pottery. Um, we just had a recall in applesauce. Cinnamon applesauce can be dangerous because of the, the lead level in the applesauce. So that's why we urged, urged David, everybody to get tested because it's, it's ubiquitous. It's really kind of everywhere, and uh, only by testing do kids we know where children's lead levels are. Once again, our Issues of the Environment conversation with Mary Sue Schottenfels continues on 89.1 WEMU. And I want to go further down the line on that health care front. Systemic inequities and access and quality of care have often hampered those on Medicaid and in particular people of color. It's created a justified mistrust of the system. If there is a parental opt-out allowance in testing, how are we going to convince those who have experienced prejudice in the health care system to participate? That's a great question. And yes, even though this is a state-mandated requirement, it's going to take everybody together to understand why it's important and get motivated to do it. Certainly in the city of Detroit and in Grand Rapids and Benton Harbor, there are massive efforts going on to make sure that people uh, are made aware of the issue, made aware of free resources. 
and understand that it is an environmental justice issue and communities have to step up and do their part to make sure that folks know and believe this this is a serious issue. In fact, in Detroit, we have a group called DLED, and that's Detroit-led education and advocacy group. And we work with parents, parents helping parents understand that uh, this is their right to get their kid tested, and it's also their obligation. So this is a a group we have in Detroit. There's a group in uh, Grand Rapids and other places in the state where not just health departments but parent advocacy works to make people understand how important this is. You're never going to get everybody tested by trying to, quote, force them to test or obligate them to test. You have to make people understand that the downside of your child being lead poisoned is severe, lifelong, and yet completely preventable. Uh, Lead poisoning causes lowered IQ, hyperactivity, slowed learning. Kids with lead poisoning, David, are seven times more likely to drop out of high school, four times more likely to enter the criminal justice system. It impacts the brain at a very important time in a child's life, and so we need to uh, make people understand how crucial this is for the health and uh, long-term success of their children. Well, testing is the first component, but then uh, if lead exposure and poisoning is diagnosed and treatments become necessary, is there additional money set aside federally or in the state of Michigan to help cover costs that go above and beyond what Medicaid and health insurance will provide? Absolutely. There's two two levels of that uh, question. One is the health departments are funded to do all sorts of case management, which is often required. And the second thing is that the state and the cities, most large cities, have a grant from HUD or from uh, Medicaid that allow people to get their homes tested and their homes uh, abated of lead hazards. We'd really recommend that people go to the state website or the Ecology Center website and learn what resources are available because you can get your house tested and you certainly, if you have a child under six and lead issues, can get that house abated. The only way to really get rid of lead is to protect the children from it, and it can be as simple as cleaning the floors and windowsills and window wells very thoroughly weekly, or it can be go all the way to getting a house fully abated of all the lead hazards. Well, thank you for spending the time with me today, and thank you for sharing the information. I'm most grateful. David, I'm very happy to talk about this anytime. We urge everybody to think about lead, think about asking your doctor for a test, and make sure to keep your kids safe. That is Mary Sue Schottenfeld. She is a staff member with Wayne State University's Detroit Lead Parent Advocacy Group and works as a lead policy consultant with the Ann Arbor-based Ecology Center. For more information about our conversation on lead policy and progress, visit our website at wemu.org. We'll get you connected with all the resources available to you. Issues of the Environment is produced in partnership with the Office of the Washtenaw County Water Resources Commissioner, and you hear it every Wednesday. I'm David Fair, and this is your community NPR station, 891 WEMU-FM. Ipsilanti.